This week, we held a discussion with Republicans and Democrats to discuss labels, stereotypes, and the media. We focused specifically on the liberal bias in society, the idea of facts versus feelings, which politicians are a better representation of each party, choosing friends based on party, and the role of social media platforms like TikTok in either increasing or decreasing the divide between parties. For the sake of this discussion, we think it would be pretty interesting if people at the beginning say what their leaning is. Like, are you strict constitutionalist or loose or left-leaning or right? I believe in a living, breathing constitution. Like one that can change over time. I believe that um, the constitution is outdated and should be a lot of things should be amended and changed. I am... I used to be like a heavy right leaning, but I've, you know, I, I, edu- I decided to read up on a lot of issues and I decided that uh, human life is worth more than the economy ever could. And that is why I lean left now. So I'm just going to say I lean left. I'll fall under more of a libertarian view, even though I list myself as conservative, but with how left. The left has become, I find myself to align my views more with conservative views. So I'm pretty socially progressive and fiscally more libertarian. So do you think there is like a liberal bias in society? Like, do you think like in schools and in the media? I mean, I live in, I live in Northern Virginia and I'm currently going to a community college and generally most of the teachers are left leaning. However, because of the community college that I'm at, there's no uh, there's a couple places where you can live, but most of the people around here just live in the area, so they can't exactly press your view. They can't press their views as much. But I, it's still I have to. I find myself being careful with how I write uh, certain reports, in that I don't uh, don't use my views too much in what I'm writing, so I at least can stay in good standing. See that in itself is an issue. Do you think that is inherently? not good for us as a society the fact that he has to hide his views just to not get a bad grade or something like well, that well i mean i kind of like agree with him he's a liberal in a suburban conservative small town in texas so i mean i, I do the same thing he does but, i mean online is like a safe space because i mean in terms of like the media like liberals do dominate it but- you just realize that, like we still have a republican president and a republican senate i don't think Democrats or, or liberals are dominating anything whatsoever. Uh, the school system, most public school teachers are left-leaning, and as such, the curriculum reflects that. So while I understand, like, it's a, mostly it's left-leaning, I, I know it's probably different because her town is conservative. Likely her, that means likely her school is conservative. But, yeah, I don't... I, the school system is majority left-leaning if, if you are in a state that is either mildly right or, or left. What I find myself even more concerned about is like, it's not necessarily whether like you might get a worse grade on the paper or anything, but the fear of like in the future being like quote unquote canceled or like anything of the sort just because you don't hold as left values or like you don't conform to what the standard might be in, you know, 10 years, 15 years, et cetera. And like, just because, you know, if you look like if you'd gone back, you know, 20 years and I am pro-choice, but if you'd gone back like 20 years and said that you like we're pro-life and you didn't believe that there should be like, you know, women should be allowed to be abortion. It might've been okay then. In fact, it might've been the standard then, but now, you know, you might risk losing your job for such a state. And that comes from someone who is pro-choice. So I just think what I find myself more worried about is like this evolution of standards over time. And the fact that something you say now might end up leading to like horrific consequences. I go 
go to a pretty liberal left-leaning high school and it's a private school and um i don't know many conservatives there but the ones that i do know is they are judged purely based off of their political views and i think you know there's there's times where we do have to to separate that it's like you know i still want to i i still hope that you know i can have a conservative friend that's like a good person without knowing that they're conservative we should be able to have a civil conversation and not really always go into a debate and a bash purely based off of our our you know it shouldn't just be an argument it should be a conversation that should get to some sort of a re- resolution or an understanding of both sides perspective comes based off of the way that you grew up you know i've grown up probably different than all of you and that and all of you probably grown up different from me and all of those things have shaped our political opinions so do you think there are any like stereotypes or labels about your party or your side that you believe to be false like you know for the left maybe that's snowflake or for the right maybe that's just like racist um so do you have any like, are there any stereotypes that you want to refute and kind of say, like, oh, that's not reflected of me? I feel like on both sides, there's toxic people, like, especially, like, the toxic liberals. Um, like, there's this one girl who got, like, expelled from the university for being a Trump supporter. As much as I hate Trump supporters, you shouldn't be expelled for just that reason unless you say something that's, you know, racist or homophobic or transphobic. But if you didn't do that, then you shouldn't be expelled for that. But there are toxic people on both sides. It's like everyone has their own stereotypes. Like for liberals, like blue-haired snowflake conservative, it's like some supporters. So I mean, they're just like looking at um, you know, there's some things that have been said about the the Democratic Party. Um, mostly that we're like overreacting when it comes to certain things. You know, like if you're if you're protesting climate change, for example, if you're you're protesting the or if you're supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, that that is some sort of an overreaction that, you know, we've, we've gone too far to like take it to the streets that, that climate change isn't as big of an issue that it really is. I think that um, that in itself is, a, is, is one of those stereotypes that I don't necessarily like to hear because I'd like to at least be able to, to voice my opinions and, and have them be heard, you know, if I can back them up with evidence. And the same would be said about the other side. I'd love that, you know, people were, would be able to, to go out in the streets and, and protest whatever they want to, whether it be the Second Amendment, whether it be pro-life, um, and that, you know, others would listen to that as well and try and understand their side. I really dislike how a lot of, how both parties have done this, but I, I, when I was, especially when I uh, was arguing for right-leaning points, I, a lot of people would say that, um, like, well, they, it's, it looks like, they're de- like science is being uh, chosen as, a, as like an opinion. When people use evidence as, when people back it up with like a scientific research paper and someone says, disregard like proven things, the climate change denying thing that's common among right-leaning people. I'm not going to generalize or anything like that because I was one of the right-leaning people for a while. But, uh, like, you can't deny something as it's when there's evidence for it. It's, it's like when people went to the streets for COVID-19. We know it exists. It's not a hoax. You're, if you get sick, that's, that's on you. Do you think that there are 
times when the left, I mean, I know there's like the facts or feelings argument by like conservatives a lot of the time. Do you think that's true? Do you think a lot of times liberals use like feelings or maybe not feelings, but their morals or stuff like that to guide the political views rather than actual fact? Like there's some, there's some of like debates that I think can't necessarily be held, you know, like the, the Confederate flag debate, for example, is one that I'd say that I, you know, right away, like it's a debate that can be held, but I'm going to stick to my opinion. You know, that's not necessarily going to change. And I'm going to argue that. Yeah. And I feel like on both sides, I, I know the, the left has been accused of using feelings over facts several times, but I would like to point out that the science, the scientific community as a whole is left leaning, which is contradictory to that statement. Uh, whether that's because, uh, uh, the left is more likely to donate uh, to scientific contribution, or if it's for other reasons. But I just, I just, every scientist that I know has been saying we really cannot be conservative because a lot of the, a lot of the people in the party, uh, not the party, but like the, the that side, will will deny fundamental things that they give you my job. I get what you're saying. Like, you've, I've never heard a scientist say climate change is a hoax, nor have I ever heard a like a a doctor say don't wear a mask during the coronavirus pandemic uh i would disagree because i've had many doctors tell me that you don't need to wear a mask just but that's it you know because i mean both sides like to cherry pick like you can't cherry pick what this one person says when nine out of ten of them say that you should do this thing that's the issue with both sides like you tend to cherry pick from a personal experience and not look at the broad perspective that's why i say like feelings great thoughts okay so moving back to kind of um, who represents you as a party, as a person. So I, this is both ways, but for people who lean more democratic and left, do you more closely align with someone like Biden and, or someone like Bernie Sanders? And for someone who's like a Republican or leaning right, do you more align with someone like Trump or someone like Ray? I just don't like the representatives of the current representative of the Democratic Party because Bernie Sanders has a couple policies that are absolutely no-goes for me. Uh, that is free college for all just because it devalues the, the average college degree and i want to be able to have a degree that means something in in life also i don't like biden just because he's a conservative who keeps clothing like that's just that, that's just a thing he's not he's not like he's really he's actually really right-leaning um i think that like i'm extremely libertarian when it comes to the economy i think that Capitalism is isn't inherently racist, but it's the way it's been built in America has been perpetu- has perpetuated issues like that. So I feel like in a perfect world, this could work, but right now it would require heavy reform. So I feel like it's not a candidate that I can really point to that I align with, just because my specific idea kind of really niche and not very you know. Mainstream. I think I'm somewhat similar in that like libertarian and then you know socially progressive. My favorite candidate is Andrew Yang, uh, mostly because of the UBI policy, which I personally found uh, to be one of the best policies implemented. Um, but I agree with certain things that you know Bernie and Biden said. Biden, given his policy history and history in Washington, is is not the best. I also think that Bernie is a little bit too left for me on certain issues. But um, yeah, I guess Andrew Yang is probably the best representation. Yeah, I probably have to agree with that. Um, just this whole idea of not necessarily be able to, to point towards a candidate. 
I think if it came down to Biden and Bernie, I'd probably vote Sanders um, just because I feel like he values certain policies that I agree with more than, than, you know, Biden would necessarily, but that's, you know, purely just based off of my ideology and my perspective. I also like don't necessarily agree with this, this whole movement that says, you know, uh, Biden is this is this terrible like like Democrat and he's not a Democrat at all because I think if you actually look at his policies they are relatively left leaning like they're not they're not conservative necessarily they're not right leaning they're still within the Democratic Party's boundaries. I mean, I kind of like AOC because I mean I thought I was like Democrat but like once I saw like hearing like what I say because like I'm like a social Democrat. I like Beto, um, always have, because of his gun control policy, and that was pretty much the bottom line for me. That's like my single sport issue. I also like Pete after Beto dropped out, then of course Pete dropped out, but I, I will be voting for Biden. But I do have to say, when the election first happened between the choices of Trump and Clinton, I personally actually didn't care for either, and if I did have, my views probably align more with what would be Reagan with more of a 20, 30 years ago, Republican, but with everything that's happened is that both sides, of course, have separated from their original past of what they are. A Democrat isn't a normal Democrat anymore. Republican isn't a normal Republican anymore. Um, But if I, for me, I don't really care about who I vote for. Like, I would always, I'd gladly vote for a Democrat if my views aligned with the person on the Democrat side, but that's just not the way that's really not going to happen anymore with how everything is going um but probably like for me i guess the best candidate would probably be what reagan was doing during his time as president are you necessarily like anti-trump like you think he's not a representative of the conservative party or like you think he is the right candidate to run no, I, I completely agree with everything that he has done previously, besides what the media says, that if picking Trump or Biden, 100% Trump. So do you think people should choose um, their friends based on people who believe with them and have the same ideologies? And do you think it is possible to have a good relationship with someone who doesn't believe with you and who votes the other side? It's really contradictory, meaning like, you know, if you like... If, if the person's like, you know, anti-LGBTQ, doesn't believe they should exist or something, fine, don't be friends with them. But I've seen like some people say like, oh, I'll never be friends with a Republican. I'll never be friends with like someone who's not as, you know, left of me. I like, and things like that kind of make me pretty sad because I think, I think, it, you know, the country's already so polarized as it is and then pushing people away based on the, you know, what party they might have and not acknowledging that people have different different upbringings, they have different backgrounds, you know, things that in their daily lives that influence their political decisions don't necessarily make them a bad person. It just means that they you know, have different views. I think it's become pretty intolerant, at least leading up to this election. So I, I can understand someone not being friends, like not wanting to like converse with people who have like ideologies that explicitly like believe certain groups of people shouldn't exist or like racist or sexist ideologies, but just on the basis of party, I don't think so. I think you can be friends with like whoever. I absolutely agree on, on that uh, front, but just necessarily on politics, on like economic politics or um, even pro-life or, or, or pro-choice, 
then it, it really shouldn't matter and you should be able to have conversations. You know, if, if I am, am pro-choice and, you know, um, someone else is pro-life or we don't agree on, on our stances of the Second Amendment, it doesn't make a difference if we choose to go out to pizza or if we go to a burger restaurant or, you know, what movie we choose to watch. You know, those things are very different and we should be able to respect each other as human beings first because that's what democracy is about. But I feel like in terms of, like, being friends of, like, who and whatever, I mean, when it comes, like, human rights and stuff, like, I'm not going to be friends with you if you don't agree that certain humans should be allowed to have certain rights. But, I mean, you shouldn't have to, but people tend to be with who is like them. Like, that's just, like, a normal thing. People like to hang out with who's more like them. It's like dating. People like to date who's more like them. So it was just, like, society thing. So, I mean, even though you don't want to, you eventually will tend to have more friends with the same. Do you think that the abundance of politics in the media, like social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, do you think that's creating the, like, creating, perpetuating the divide or kind of, like, making, like, creating more understanding between the parties? It's how willing people are to listen. That's the fundamental thing that I see mm-hmm. it. Because if, if people are unwilling to listen to the other side's point, they will never learn, like, I would never have learned what I know now and what I believe if I hadn't started listening to other people. Because when you stick your fingers in your ears and only listen to people who agree with you, you end up forming incorrect opinions about other people. And I personally prefer to think through things rationally and, like, every point of view, consider every point of view first. I I don't know if I said that like badly because I don't think of any size irrational until I start listening to their viewpoints and if they are if they aren't completely like out there like like aliens built the pyramids uh, I'm I listen because if they say something that I agree with I want to have heard it and not have to dismiss them already do you believe that America is the greatest country and kind of separate from that because i don't think these two are the same are you proud to be american right now i am not proud uh not proud at all uh maybe about four and a half years ago i was but right now absolutely not because of um where we are in the country as covid cases the way our administration spots the virus um the fact that we have states that are have larger numbers of cases than entire countries um it's just i am disappointed in, in uh, our country and the uh, administration. Are you disappointed in this country or are you disappointed in our response? Because I'm very disappointed in our response to the pandemic. Like, I, oh. I feel like the country doesn't even love me. That's the thing. It's, like, it's, it's, it's hard to be proud of a country that kind of hates you in a way. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that? I'm just genuine. I'm, like, I'm interested to hear. Well, I mean, I'm obviously not, you know, white. So, I mean, this country, especially like, a lot of people like they're gonna look down on people who have darker skin I think it just all depends on where you come from because there's certainly there's people who come here well just families people who are already born it doesn't uh I know friends who I know one friend he's a black millionaire I know people who are Asian they've gone to Harvard they've gone to Yale I don't necessarily think that it's a color issue it's just about where you came from but it is a color issue because because the fact that you had to mention that he was a black millionaire proves that he was the exception. Redlining forced black, uh, 
black people to get uh, job, get houses in lower income communities, which forced them to go into lower income schools because schools are funded from property taxes, which in general led to poor acceptance into uh, Ivy, into into schools that are generally considered the best in the country. It is a color issue because we made it into a color issue. It's not because it was inherently an issue with a race in themselves. So like on top of that, I'm also an immigrant and so this country, especially now, has a very negative view on immigrants. And so that's another thing. That's interesting because I'm, so my family's also immigrants, but generally I find that in the Asian community, it's pretty like positive towards America, meaning that, you know, I find that it's a lot of like very pro-American sentiment. Like I consider like, I am very grateful I live in this country. Like there's no other place in the world I'd rather live. Uh, and I also like agree with what you said before about, you know, it's, it's about where you uh, came from, but I'd also agree with, yeah, there is a, an issue when we say, yeah, the, the black millionaire, he is the exception. So I think they sort of go hand in hand that it is about where you come from, but that all goes, plays into that whole systematic, I, systemic idea of oppression. So the, the way that the country is built right now, it's, it's made to oppress certain individuals more than others. And, you know, if that was done on purpose or not, Originally, it's it's just the way that our history has gone. That both parties have to agree that there is an issue and actually find a way to fix it. Okay, so would you guys say that it has nothing to do with work ethic? Oh, nothing to do with work. Are there are there a you know small subsection of people who are not successful because of the work ethic? Of course, yeah, there's, absolutely. Yeah, there's certainly a small subsection. Yeah, but I mean, you can say you could say that for the same thing in any race. All races have people that are that have low work ethic. It's not work ethic is not based on race, so you can't argue that. Right. Uh, oh, exactly. Reason that Correct. the reason that all that black people have been given such a horrible hand in American politics is because all black people are lazy. My grandfather said that to me, and I had to debate with him for thirty minutes as to why, in fact, it's white people's fault that we that black people got them. It's, it's built upon in the system, and it, it's built upon. Those ideas that we right away jump to that conclusion that certain people are lazy over others. You know, like if you look at a resume or you're or you're reviewing a certain person's application, um, you might see that that aspect of them and see, okay, well, this person's going to work harder than this person, and it might not necessarily. You might not like out loud say, okay, it's because this person's white and this person's black, but. It's the way that that's, our system is built and the way that, that people actually believe and, and what people think. I'm curious to know, because this was like part of the original question, but if those who answer that America is not the greatest country in the world or they're not proud of America, um, what country do you believe is the greatest country in the world? And uh, like, where would, you be, where would you be proud to live? I guess I'm just curious. The greatest is such a nationalist like, idea and term that I don't like at all. Because a lot of countries are really good in two or three really specific areas. Like one country may be the best in schools, but may also have a high instance of some other some some sort of violent crime. So it's not like uh, one country can sit at the top. Like this is the best country in the entire world. A lot of people point to Singapore. Singapore has a bunch of issues, especially with its authoritarianism, that make it the, not the best. But it has but it's really it shines in some areas. So it it gets put on a pedestal. Right. And I mean, I think that's where we have to, you know, 
I, I agree with all of them on that statement. I think there's not one definite greatest country. Like we can't call America the greatest country in the world. I can still be proud to be an American, but I can admit that there's still room for change. That's more patriotic than admitting that than, than denying that your country has any flaws because Exactly. Exactly. Your country to wanting your country to grow, I feel is more patriotic than, you know, saying that, oh, it can be it doesn't matter how great my country is, it it's better than everything else just because just because I say and I, I don't hate America just because I criticize the government's actions on certain things. You know, I think the you know, the way that we act towards many different things can change. But we're all human beings, you know, it shouldn't matter if I'm from here or if I'm from Germany or if I'm from France or from from Afghanistan. I think that like I'm proud to be an American, like as a per I, I'm proud of being part of this country, but I also believe that like being patriotic and, and loving your country does not mean that you don't want change. And I feel like I feel like people are worried like when, when I say I when I push for reform in like uh the police system is a good example. When I push for the police system, it's like, oh you hate America. No, I love this country and I want it to be the best it can be. Every person is going to have a different opinion on what country is the greatest. Like some people in Sweden probably think Sweden's the greatest country. So I think there's always a instinct of feeling that when you live in a certain place, you want to think that it is the greatest, whether or not it actually is. Um, I think also every country can be improved on everything in America. You can always improve on stuff in America. You can always work to improve everything that you're doing. What do you think Trump means by make America great again? I think he's almost like looking back to the Reagan days and and the more conservative times where, you know, the the rhetoric around the world is that we are the greatest country in the world and we're the most powerful. And I completely agree that over the past 30 years, America has become less and less powerful in the way that the rest of the world looks at us, you know? My problem with MAGA is like giving like a decade when it was great because I mean I understand the point of like the economy when the economy was great but you have to understand that with economic things if we bring something back if we think okay if we bring one thing of the past back we have to bring everything back. I just want to say like I think in order to move forward just in this world or in this country we have to start to treat people with like indifference and not disrespect like we have to start to to understand that people can have other opinions but still be good people you know we can't be going around saying oh they're completely wrong without hearing what they have to say a certain party brings up a matter and this goes for democrats and republicans the other party will right away shoot it down and they won't even listen to what they have to say so that's completely beating the idea of democracy that's going towards a, a, a government that's run completely by one side. This country is never going to be one-sided. There's always going to be two sides of the equation. So you have to listen to both sides, and the government has to listen to both sides. That's what we're trying to do here, because hopefully oh, yeah. the people who are teenagers now are going to be those politicians who actually listen one day, rather than just spew their own point and refuse to accept kind of that maybe things have evolved maybe they're not 100% right all the time and so we're trying to just at least build a little bit more understanding
We want our discussions to be a reflection of all viewpoints. If you, so if you are a teen and you feel that your opinions were not reflected by this podcast, please join us to be heard.